I'm Vivian Nunez, and this is Happy to Be Here, Season 1, Episode 5. I'm back after being sick the last two weeks and have the best guest to kick off a week focused on self-discovery. You may know Vanessa Villela from Selling Sunset, Netflix's reality TV show, but today you'll meet a deeper, more soulful side of her. I can't wait for you to meet her. Well, I am so excited to be on this episode of Happy to Be Here with Vanessa from the one and only Selling Sunset. I am obsessed that they reached out to me to jump on this. I just finished watching the reunion like a night or two ago. So I feel like everything is hot off the presses. But I'd love for you, everyone, to kind of just get to know you first before we dive into everything else. Oh, wow. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Hi, everyone. I'm Vanessa Villela from Selling Sunset, and I'm super excited to be here with you. Tell me a little bit about your background, what you're doing, what we, you were doing before we met you on the show. Okay, well, I'm Mexican. I was born and raised in Mexico City. I started my acting career when I was four years old. Uh, I started in a TV show that it was for kids 17 years ago that I moved to the United States in Miami. And that gave me, you know, an incredible opportunity to to expand my, my life and to, to have new experiences and new cultures and, you know, to work with different people from different countries. Um, my journey as an actress, it was beautiful. I normally play the villain, which is <laughs> it's interesting because it's the opposite of who I am. Yeah. Then around four years ago um, or five years ago, my sister was a realtor and she suggested to me, why don't you become a real realtor like me? Mm-hmm. And she told me like, you love helping people and you're very good with people. So that's something that, you know, immediately will give you, you know, good, good, good work in real, mm-hmm. in real estate because that's, like 60% of the work is just being nice to people and, you know, helping others. And mm-hmm. so I said, well, yeah, I mean, that sounds interesting. And I actually started studying, but then I was called to to do a show in Mexico. I finished that show and then I, I was a little in a low moment in my life mm-hmm. here in L.A. Because every time that I, when I moved to L.A. from Miami, I was going to auditions and they would tell me like, oh, you don't look Latina. And it was really hard for me. Isn't that wild? Like, what does a Latina look like? Like you're Latina, obviously. I get it. Yeah. And I agree with you. So it's just like they, they put us in a, in a box and then, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I was like, I need a break from LA and I went to Miami. I was finding my, my happiness within myself without not putting my happiness into anything, not a, not mm-hmm. a job, not a relationship, nothing. I was single. I didn't have a job. I was like, I need to find my happiness inside of me because mm-hmm. that's where everything, where everything starts. So I finally found that happiness inside of me mm-hmm. without putting the happiness in something external. But, you know, life had a different plan for me when I came back. Um, I came back and the next day my sister passed away and it was unexpected. So from being at the best, uh, it went like I went all the way down to depression and, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of sadness and not understanding why I was going through this and why did I deserve to not have my best friend anymore in my life and my sister. So I got into a very dark uh, place where I couldn't sleep or eat. And I had my mom, you know, that I was dealing with her, her loss and Mm -hmm. my brother, my little brother. So it was too much for me. So I couldn't really feel in front of them. You know, I was, I Mm -hmm. had to be the strong to, to be the, the rock of the family. But there was a point three months later on on the line where I was like, I need help because I can I can continue like this, and I know that my sister would never like to see me like this. She was a very happy person. I started doing some meditations, and with these meditations, they they they, they balance your your nervous system, so that makes you 
go through things with a more calm mind and heart with a little bit more clear mind. I went to San Diego for the first time in three months after she passed away to pick up all her, all her furniture. She had a staging company, which she was combining with the real estate and to pick up uh, the furniture was like one of the hardest days of my life Can because imagine. obviously I saw all the hard work that she put in there and I had, I was lost and I was like, what is this? What am mm -hmm. I doing? What am I, how am I going to make this work? Like I have no idea. I've always been an actress. I have zero clue how to manage or run a business, but I'm going to make it work for her and I'm going to honor her life through the staging company. After doing a meditation class, I sat in my car crying and I was like, okay, Jackie, my sister, give me a sign because I'm, I'm, I'm lost mm -hmm. and I don't know what to do. Should I just sell the business? What should I do? So I opened my phone and I found like 20 open houses on Sherman Oaks, which is where I wanted to go mm -hmm. that day. And the first one that I went to, the realtor was opening the house. So he let me in and he was like, I'm sorry, blah, blah. We started talking, but I didn't get that, had the chance to tell him that I was a, a stager. Mm -hmm. So he told me, he thought I was a realtor. He thought, oh, I want you to work for me. I'm like, uh, but I'm not a real estate agent. <laughs> he was like, oh, well, you should be because you're incredible with people. So he used the same line that my sister used when she suggested mm -hmm. for me to do real estate. And I was like, oh, okay, I get it now. So that's the sign I need to do real estate. And then I will implement the staging at some point into mm -hmm. my real estate career. So I, that's how real estate happened for me. Uh, and yeah. then I was like, okay, so now that's, this is how I'm going to honor my sister's life and how am I going to you know, use this love that I have for her that I still and I will always have as fuel to give my absolute best in this career and make and make her proud of me and you know isn't just... it wild how you started your your own journey in your career on the acting side and the entertainment side television side and then she was kind of pushing towards you should do real estate too and somehow you ended up in a role really that combines both because you're doing real estate but you're also still on tv you're still in entertainment and I think that that's just like such a sign from the the heavens that she's watching down yeah 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 i actually have uh i have had some experiences where i absolutely can be sure that she's with me the first day that i got my first listing for uh for a listing presentation for my first house um i was sitting in my in my in my living room and i was talking to her and i was like please help me give me all your knowledge like you know all your light and when i opened my eyes there was one of the blinds like moving like for it, it was just one blind everything was closed no windows open nothing i have a video it's just madness and it lasts like for eight minutes the same blind like moving like she like she's like i'm here so it's such a wonderful feeling when you you kind of get a little hint that they're on the same path with you how was it when you got the opportunity to do selling sunset when you were cast for that that how did it manifest but also how how did you feel right did you feel like such alignment going into that yeah, I mean, when, when well, I, I definitely feel that I manifested it because two days before they called me, I was in a couch in the office that I was working at that time. And I called my best friend. I was like, I don't know, but I felt like I was in Selling Sunset. And I was not, like, TV was out of my radar. Like, I was just focused on real estate. But I don't know why that came into my mind. I watched the show probably two years before, not, not, not even, re like, recent to, to, the, to the moment that I felt it. And then two days later, I received a message, a message saying like, uh, we want to cast you for Selling Sunset. And I was like, what? <laughs> this is crazy. I can't believe it. Two days That's wild. I saw, like myself on, on Selling Sunset. So crazy. So yeah, I did the, the audition and it went you know, really well. We had to wait some months. 
And then when I got the news, it was incredible. Actually, it was uh, on my birthday. I was in Mexico with my fiance now. <laughs> um, and yeah, it was incredible to know that for the first time after, you know, 30 something years of career in TV, will be able to present myself as Vanessa to the world. And then I was like, okay, now I'm going to have this platform that is incredible. And I have a a desire to help people so i'm just going to be super honest with my with my life and with my story and the way i am and hopefully i'll be able to empower other women and to you know just inspire other women work hard towards your dreams if there's any desire in your heart is because god knows there's a way and i'm not saying god in a religious way i'm just saying like god is an energy you know i i feel i do i do believe there's a big energy taking care of us and if you have something in your heart, a desire in your heart, it's because it's possible for you to, to make it happen. The cool thing, too, is that you in the show, from the minute we saw you, you were so open and so honest, exactly like you said. But you were also very um, spiritual and universal, right? In the sense that, like, you brought in your life coach, so like Coach Christine, and you had all of these elements that... I felt hadn't been a big part of the conversation yet. Like you really were bringing in that mental health component, which I thought was so awesome, particularly seeing it from a like a Latina perspective where we don't talk about mental health as much, but you were so into Yeah, I definitely feel, feel that everyone should have a mindset coach in their lives, you know, because um, mm-hmm. it's, I don't think that anyone has an easy life. I think that we are here to have experiences to, to grow. And it's just great mm-hmm. if you have someone that can help you to navigate through difficult experiences or when you go into a negative, you know, thing. And especially nowadays with, with social media, it's just mm-hmm. so difficult to handle uh, for many people. And even for myself, sometimes like I'm like, wow, I mean, when you're down, especially when you're down and you you go into social media and everything is perfect. Everyone looks perfect. Everyone looks happy. Everyone is like, it's too much. Mm-hmm. Not everything, not everything is perfect all the time. We all go through negative moments or, or sad or, you know, or angry or frustration. Like we all go through that. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's why it's so important for me to, 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 to speak about how I flip things or how a man, a, a mindset coach can, can help you with, with, a, with a mindset problem. Because it's, mm-hmm. it's not, it's not easy sometimes life. And sometimes it's, it's amazing. And sometimes it's like, everything is aligned and everything looks incredible. But sometimes you can have a, <laughs> you know, a, a bad moment and that's normal and that's human and that's okay. And you should allow yourself to feel sad, but then do something with it. And then don't stay there. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, a, that's the key for me. How have you found that your mental health has been impacted through being on such a big stage like Selling Sunset and just the internet i mean people are committed to this show they binge watch it they watch the reunion like it's like they're you know thursday night tv so that has to feel like a lot of pressure no to be honest i don't feel as much difference as 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 acting i i'm used to be uh you know on the internet like with comments with no comments with you know like with people actually i think it's it's more it's super way more cool now because they know who i am and then before it was just more a character and because I used to play the villain, sometimes they will hate, <laughs> hate love. So it was a, a love-hate <laughs> situation. Mm-hmm. And in here, it's been more more love than anything. So I, I just feel it's beautiful. How do you navigate the dynamic even within filming itself, not just like the outside world, but the internal dynamics of having to like own your shit when you're on the show and everyone's drama kind of coalescing with everyone else's drama? 
Yeah, I mean, the, the way that I navigate things is with trying to pour my love into the, the girls. Like, mm -hmm. you know, if I feel like Christine needs some advice, some help or some, you know, I that's why I try to 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 make her speak with Christ, uh, with 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 Mary or with Heather mm -hmm. because I really wanted for them to clear out the the the, the story, you know the bad things I feel that mm -hmm. there's a beautiful uh, relationship there in the past that you know unfortunately got yeah it's not it's not in good terms anymore and I don't know if there's mm -hmm. going to be ever a way to fix it maybe it will maybe it will because I've seen this beautiful side of Christine and I've seen Mary and Heather talking about that beautiful side mm -hmm. of Christine as well. So maybe in the in the future, if you know, if she comes uh, to their lives again with that energy of, of love and 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 funny and this you know super <laughs> bright light that she has too, then maybe maybe she will clear the air with them. So it was just um, you know it was beautiful for me to try and help and to get to know Christine, not from the show but from you know in there as a person right. get to know everyone and not take any sides i never i will never do that and i don't i i only see my friends uh you know to improve their lives and that's how i want my friends to improve my lives and that's that's what i did in the show you were mentioning earlier in the conversation that when you lost your sister you felt like this kind of mediator of feelings between your mom and your little brother and knowing that you kind of had to carry the heavier load and like kind of pave the way so that they can feel what they had to feel and you felt it separately how do you make sure that you're still self-caring and that you're still taking care of yourself and learning to do that in a more proactive way in the middle of everyone else's emotions because I mean as an empath that it gets heavy after a while right well I realized after going through that experience that the first person that needs to be taken care of is myself because there's no way that I can help others if I'm not okay mm -hmm. with myself. There's no way that I can give love if I'm not loving myself. There's no way that I can be, you know, like, so I, obviously yes. that was a very hard thing for me to experience. So I didn't know. I was just like, I had, I, I it's, it was the first time in my life that I felt lost and I didn't know how to mm -hmm. come out of the, of that depression and, and pain that I was feeling. And I thought that I needed to be strong and me being strong was not, not, obviously I didn't want to make my mom cry anymore. Like it was just, yeah. you know, like, wow. But at the same time, that didn't mean that I couldn't say like, yeah, I mean, I am, I am sad mm -hmm. too. Like I didn't, I didn't have to do that. I don't think that you necessarily have to be, uh, to, to repress. Your I agree. You know, I, I, it's okay to, to be sad. It's okay to cry. But I, at that time I thought that me not doing that will help, but it in reality didn't because she has her own uh, grief to, to deal with. I had my own, my brother had her, you know, his own. I love that. I think it's such an important lesson to learn. And I hope that anyone who is listening knows that like, while we are I think raised and conditioned and expected in some cases to put ourselves second. It's okay to start putting yourself first and figuring out how to navigate the things and still feel things like you're allowed to feel things just as much as anyone else is. As you're kind of going forward and you were saying before you're doing a lot of press for the show right now and kind of in this spotlight, how, how does that feel, right? Like what are your next things? How are you investing more in yourself and, and what you're building out? It feels incredible to uh, to do all these press and, and to, to see how uh, people can really see who I am. And, and because obviously when you're in the show and I'm doing my myself, right? Like I, I don't know how <laughs> people are going to see how I am 
or how the edit is going to come out also because mm -hmm. just to, just to give you an example the reunion was like six to seven hours of filming and you only saw an hour wow. so yeah i think it was a little bit more more than six or seven hours but yeah at least six in there in the couch like non-stop talking <laughs> wow so, it's like the uh, longest therapy session oh <laughs> Oh my god yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> and they only see one hour so you never know what people is going to see and how they're going to perceive you like it's not do you feel like do you feel like you've been properly represented and in what we see on the tv or is there something that you would want people to see or know of you that hasn't been introduced on the show i mean I, season season four was completely you know exactly who i am and everything season five mm -hmm. I, i missed so much because i was i was sick for five weeks out of 11 with covid mm-hmm And you know, no, I mean, I think I'm, I'm, I'm a human, and I'm, I, mm -hmm. I love to be open and honest, and like, you know, if I feel that I'm struggling, and say, yeah, I'm struggling, and you know, I don't know what I'm doing, but then mm -hmm. how am I gonna come out of that? Not, I'm not gonna stay there. How am I gonna come out of that? And that's why I want to show to to the people that there's ways. It doesn't matter how lost you can feel, how sad can you feel, how angry can you feel like there's always a solution you know and there's always a, a light as long as we are alive we have the opportunity to change the reality that we are in if we're not happy with that reality so i think that's that's one of the most beautiful things right now i'm also focusing on on sending love to my audience through my lives because obviously you know that's my own my own channel and i can you know help and share my experiences with with life through by finding happy lives that I, I, you know, I came up with this idea with my fiance. I went through COVID and COVID gave me so much. And I think this is important for people that are listening to you because long COVID can affect your mental health in the way mm -hmm. that in my case, I went through depression. I had a big hormonal imbalance, which I'm still dealing with. But at the moment it was so big that I was depressed because my, mm -hmm. my hormones can affect your, your, your mood. Of course, we know that, especially as women, we know that. So I was super depressed and I couldn't find happiness in anything. I was completely, first of all, I was not going to film and I missed mm -hmm. five weeks and I was super upset for the, for the first time in my life, in my acting or my career, my whole mm -hmm. career, I never missed um, filming because I was sick. So for me to film, not feel, going to for five weeks was really stressful as I was talking to my fiance and he was like okay what makes you happy I'm like I don't know he was like yeah okay well what about the guy that we helped the other day in the parking lot that you know there was an older old man find mm -hmm. lost in the parking lot couldn't find his car nobody was caring about him we noticed that he was looking for something we helped him to find his car and when I gave him the car back his face was you know like thank you so much and of course that mm. brought so much joy and I was like wow yeah of course you know helping people that's that's what makes me happy <laughs> So then he was like, why don't you start sharing your, your, your story and your life? And I was like, yeah, that's brilliant. So I, you know, finding happy, let's find happy together. In a I love basis. That. So when we started with this and then the, you know, the butterfly effect, which is a wave of love. So the butterfly effect, because it's butterflies for me represent what I've gone through in my life. Mm -hmm. I went through this dark you know, cocoon period of pain and healing myself and finding myself again. And then when, you know, with all the inner work and all the, the love that I pour into my own self and, you know, with the mindset work and with the meditations and all these things that worked for me, 
then I was able to fly again and flourish. And, you know, so that's why Butterfly represents so much to me. And TV is sometimes able to fictionalize what grief looks like. And I think it gives people a unrealistic standard of like, oh, I'm going to get over it in like an episode. Right. But I have loved your testament to your relationship with your sister, because I think even from when you started on the show to now, we see that like there are other episodes, other random moments where like it just manifests more. Right. Like where you talk about your sister and your grief more, where it comes up a lot more. And I feel like that is just such an honest depiction of what grief looks like, where it's like it doesn't matter how long it's been. Like you said, it can hurt a lot more today than it did yesterday. Um I love the the notion of trying to find those happy moments. That's why this podcast is called Happy to Be Here, because I think that we go through the hard moments so that we can figure out how to be happy to be here. So that was going to be one of my questions, which is like, what, it make, what is making you feel happy to be here right now? Oh, wow. I mean, well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> speaking with you makes me happy mm-hmm. right here. Oh, thank right you. Now. Seeing another Latina, you know, uh, mm-hmm. empowering people that's incredible that makes me really happy of course my you know my my love life right now is uh you know I'm congratulations are in order yes yeah. <laughs> um yeah we're we're planning the wedding um you know a lot of incredible things are happening i also with because of the butterflies created this jewelry line for my audience for for them to have a butterfly and then they can just you know have a reminder of love and hope and faith and friendship and whatever they want so mm-hmm. I, that makes me happy because they will be able to have their you know their own butterfly in their hands and then you know fly and and be happy i love that i'll make sure to include all of those in the show notes where can people find you on the internet oh okay they can find me on instagram in vane villela v-a-n-n-e-v-i-l-l-e-l-a villela and then on Twitter, it's the same, but just one N. So Vane Vigela, V-A-N-E-V-I-L-L-E-L-A. <laughs> oh, and one more thing. You are such a big, like, personal growth, self-empowerment person. Do you have any books or podcasts or anything you would recommend for anyone? Well, I recommend my mindset coach. Honestly, she has incredible courses and all kinds of things in there. Like, I would totally recommend her. Her name is Laura St. John. Uh, I can also, you know, I will put some stories on my on my Instagram. You can always check there. I'm always constantly, you know, putting her information out there because she's really good. You know, so Dr. Levery has many books. Um, I've, I've read like there's more spiritual and they're more like, you know, also to give some breath work and minds and meditation. So for me, all of that, com- it's a perfect combination to, to feel your heart at peace, your mind clear, you know, in a positive and how to flip things from the negative to the positive. Like, it's just like the perfect combination. So for me, any of Dr. Leverett's book, um, Mindset uh, with Laura St. John, um, yeah. And maybe uh, Vanessa Villela on her, uh, <laughs> Vivian Nunez in her. Yes, that's the best. <laughs> that's the best cosign. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. It was a behind the scenes of Selling Sunset that I actually appreciated having. Remember, you can listen to Happy to Be Here anywhere you listen to podcasts. Please rate, review, and especially share. My goal is to bring a community together that can help support each other on their journey. It starts with you inviting one friend. I'll see you on Thursday.